0: Chapter 6. Adapting to Australia It is not uncommon for migrants to feel the strain of adapting to a new culture. There are some aspects of culture that will be similar, and there will be some that are different. The goal is to celebrate both sharing the best of one's original culture, adapting to the new, and tolerating the worst of the Australian culture. One of the issues that is important to understand when adapting is how people perceive others, things, events, and situations. A person can experience something in the Australian culture and view it in different ways. For instance, finishing all the food on a plate at dinner time may mean that you are full and enjoy the meal in Australian culture, but in another culture it means you are still hungry and want more. Neither are right or wrong, it's just a shared perception or not. Knowledge and experience helps gain greater cultural understanding and better assimilation. Generosity is important in some cultures, especially when someone is a guest. In Australian culture, don't be surprised if you're asked to bring a plate to a function or someone's house. Or better still, suggest bringing a plate of food to a barbecue, lunch or dinner at someone's house. Bringing a plate does not mean bringing an actual plate. It means bringing a plate of food to share with others. All are expected to chip in and help when cleaning up too. In some cultures, it's important for the host to take care of things for you. In Australian culture, chipping in and doing things together builds mateship. Australian and other cultures can be similar in some ways. For instance, caring for and spending time with family, having a strong work ethic, respecting older people, valuing education, being humble about achievements, understating them and not boasting, revering engineering as an achievement, adhering to the rules and laws and much more. Australian and other cultures are different in some ways too. In the Australian culture, challenging authority is the norm, whereas in many other cultures, respecting authority is the norm. Independence, making individual decisions and individually taking accountability for situations is the Australian way, such as making one's choices about career and marriage. Codependence, making group decisions and taking accountability for situations as a group, such as taking guidance or influence about what career to pursue or who to marry, the latter which is more commonplace across world cultures, not just Asian but many African and South American cultures. The Australian culture is egalitarian, and people believe in a fair go for all, evident in the proliferation of volunteering and generous social welfare system, whereas some cultures looking after the family and close connection comes first. Furthermore, Australians, like Americans, are casual, whereas others may be formal, like Europeans. Australians tend to wear their emotions on their sleeve, like Americans, which can seem straightforward and honest, but be construed as rude and impolite. Whereas other cultures may tend to hide their emotions, like the British and Asian, and usually find it difficult to say no, which can seem polite, but be construed as being guarded and dishonest. Australians are usually on time for appointments and events, and many other cultures rarely are. Let's take a closer look at some of the potential challenges that migrants may experience when adapting to the Australian culture. Freedom is one that many migrants may not have had in their country of origin. Australia's hunger for freedom is hardly surprising in a nation that began its life in chains. As mentioned earlier, Australia established the first democracy in the world after the gold prospectors fought against the British authority to gain more equality for all. The success of this battle, the Eureka Stockade, still runs deep within Australia's culture and the values to challenge authority, ensure honesty and a fair go for all still exist today. Interestingly, when Bob Hawke, Australia's beloved Prime Minister from 1983 to 1991, was fined for not wearing a seatbelt, he admitted fault and paid his fine. He was wise and he understood Australian culture well and respected it. However, a prominent high court judge who lied in an attempt to avoid paying his speeding fines was jailed for his offence. Australians dislike dishonesty. In other cultures, a person in authority is not challenged, as respect for status is the most important value. But in Australia, everyone's authority will be challenged. Keep them honest is the phrase that Australians will fight to protect. The news articles shaming people who aren't honest will be front-page news, from corporate corruption to police inquiries, to the more recent one, the Royal Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse in the Catholic Church. Migrants may also be surprised by the sheer number of rules and laws about everything. You could be fined for not wearing a seatbelt as mentioned, speeding, dropping off someone in a bus zone, parking, talking on your mobile while driving, littering, smoking, walking a dog on the beach, not voting if you are 18 years old, and an Australian citizen, and many more things. The love for rules is also a British cultural import which still continues to shape views of public servants in positions of authority. The response by successive governments in recent times to illegal boat people, asylum seekers and refugees reaching our shores, though people smuggling syndicates, seems strongly related to the British cultural values of not jumping the queue. In many cultures, recognition of status is important. If you are a government official or have an important title, a boss for instance, it is expected that the subordinates respect that person. You certainly won't challenge them even if you are right about something, as respect is the dominant value. The importance of a person's business card in the Chinese culture demonstrates this point well. When a Chinese person gives an Australian business card, don't be surprised if the Australian shoves it in their pocket. In Chinese culture, this must seem rude, but it is not the Australian culture to respect people based on their status. Respect must be earned and not guaranteed, and usually doing something together, side by side, as mates, where everyone is doing their bit to chip in, will be respected in Australia. The Australian government does not control the media, so this can cause discomfort for the respective authority may be strong in the prior homeland. Many Australian television programs and newspaper articles make fun of politicians, and no one blinks an eyelid in surprise. Australians love a prank. When some well-known TV personalities from a program called The Chaser dressed up as Saddam Hussein and his entourage, when President... George Bush, was in Australia on his official visit and managed to get through numerous security clearance points, Australians thought it was very funny, albeit the Americans didn't. I suppose this would cause immense humiliation in other countries and would be unwise to even contemplate as saving face and respect for those in authority is paramount. Sometimes this respect for authority goes too far. For instance, when Julia Gillard was Prime Minister, June 2010 to June 2013, she was disrespected that people, including Tony Abbott, Prime Minister September 2013 to September 2015, partook in demonstrations which labelled her as a bitch and a dog. Some believe this overt disrespect for authority occurred because Australians did not vote her in. She overthrew Prime Minister Kevin Rudd with the support of the MPs as a majority vote. It shows an ugly side of the cultural element of challenging authority going too far. There are other political events in the past that shows the desire to challenge authority. When Australia went to the polls on the 6th of November 1999 for a referendum on Australia becoming a republic, those in the bureaucracy decided to ask the question in the following way. Do you approve of an act to alter the constitution to establish the Commonwealth of Australia as a republic, with the Queen and the Governor-General being replaced by a President, appointed by two-thirds of the majority of the members of Commonwealth Parliament? 55% of Australians voted no, but the question begs, would Australia vote differently if they actually choose or voted for the president? The individualistic versus the collectivistic difference between Australia and many other cultures is also evident in other ways. In Australian culture, independence that comes from freedom is valued, and Australians are happy to do things themselves. Nothing is below someone. If someone makes a mess at the fast food cafe or a public picnic spot in a public bathroom, a person cleans it up themselves. In some other cultures, this would not normally happen. Expecting someone else to clean up after you is acceptable, as people's jobs are ascribed to their status. When someone does something for you in Australia, regardless of what they do, such as serving you a cup of tea, driving you in a taxi, opening a door for you, it is important to say thank you. In an egalitarian society, no one is better than the other person, even if you are paying for that service or simply being served. Public spaces are a British import and one that Australians hold dear to their hearts. Our stunning golden beaches are free, parks and gardens are beautifully maintained, galleries ubiquitous, festivals adorn public areas, free public bathrooms are available, affordable campgrounds and national parks in stunning locations are spotted all around Australia and much more. Being considerate to others in public spaces is important in Australian culture, and clearing your throat, spitting, speaking loudly, pushing in line, littering and not cleaning up after yourselves are examples of unacceptable behaviour. One of the cultural traits that many families import into when they're migrating to Australia is the desire to get their children the best education. Education is a cornerstone of many cultures and also a well-heeled goal of migrants seeking a better life for their children in Australia. Australians value education so much that every child has access to free education through the tax system. Education is a shared value in Australia and other cultures, albeit in Australia culture more emphasis is placed on all-round education, including academic, but also extracurricular such as sport, debating, art, theatre, community, personal development and a part-time job, as these build common group experience together, mateship, independence and resilience. Business acumen in Australia is based on the fair go as well. The shopkeeper will likely weigh the container first before scooping any small goods, sardines, olives, gherkins, dip, etc. into it so you don't pay for the container or the juice. Similarly, if you need to prepare your child for a school camp, the shop assistant will likely suggest you get the sleeping bag dry cleaned and provide you with a telephone number rather than sell you a new sleeping bag, feeling confident the business will continue to get more sales through the long-term relationship with other families at the school. An honest and fair relationship in this respect is important. If I'm honest and consider what is best for you, and not my immediate potential sale, you will come back and we will have an honest relationship. Relationships are important in other cultures too, but this may not be in the same way. Relationships that are important in the transactional sense are nurtured, but if there is something to gain from that relationship, then it is cultivated. Family and friends will be offered opportunities over strangers, as the strength of the relationship deems it more trustworthy. In some cultures, family members can be very generous to those in their family, but not with strangers, whereas in Australia, relationships are based on the fair go and transparency and very much rule-based and supported by laws. For instance, job opportunities are skills and experience based first, and the skills and experience are deemed more important than who you know. It doesn't mean relationships aren't important. They are, but networks help secure employment. This focus on skills and experience first comes from the strong egalitarian roots of the Australian culture. Everyone deserves a fair go. Many migrants can also find it difficult to answer key selection criteria for job applications. A job selection in Australia is based on skills and experience, including people skills. It is essential that a candidate sells themselves to an employer by showing how they match the criteria for the job, which is confronting for most migrants as being humble about yourself is a core value. Being humble and not boastful is important in Australian culture as well, and many Australians find the job selection difficult too. The Australian sense of freedom and independence also lends itself to what is determined the internal locus of control. This is a belief that a person has the ability to drive the course of events and are accountable for what happens. They attribute blame to themselves, not others, when things don't go their way, and accept credit and reinforcement to continue to be free and to make choices about their life when things do go their way. When making group decisions, though, it can be frustrating when an individual is too independent and not consensual, as they may not listen to others and consider the impact on the whole group. Many collectivist cultures emphasize complying with the group and placing greater emphasis on what the group needs and wants over the individual's needs and wants, lending itself to an external locus of control. There is a belief that the group drives outcomes and the group knows best. The group takes accountability for what happens, not the individual. The approach is helpful when attempting to get a group to move in one direction. When things go well, the group takes credit, or an appropriate person who has a high status within the group, or it could be due to some other outside force such as feng shui. An external locus of control can lead to a lack of accountability for events, people and situations, especially when things go wrong. It is always someone else's fault, my wife, my husband, the government, God, my parents, luck or lack of feng shui. Furthermore, someone can get stuck emotionally because they are simply doing what others expect them such as their parents or bosses, and therefore find themselves in a state of unhappiness, and they are not true to themselves. Individuals can have either an internal or an external locus of control, so not all Australians have an internal locus of control, and not all other collectivist cultures have an external locus of control. There would be a big mix in both cultures, but culturally it can explain why things are done in a certain way at a social level. In the workplace, an external locus of control can also cause conflict as employers are expected to accept individual accountability for their job and responsibilities for reaching outcomes. Migrants can feel it very difficult saying, no, I can't do this, and be assertive to ask for help. It's important to make an effort to adapt and ask for assistance. In a similar way, a manager of a migrant employee could check in with them regarding issues, resources and assistance and would be explicit about the offer of help. Similarly with students, group work is important in Australia, and all students are expected to contribute to the assignment equally. If you are having trouble, speak up. Similarly, if someone is working with an overseas student in a group who appears to be working independently, or not at all, it is the fair response that they speak up about the expectations of group work. This can be challenging for the overseas student, because being assertive is discouraged in many cultures, and sharing one's own ideas is looked down upon. Many people from other cultures are taught to respect authority and follow instructions. The strong element of freedom also lends itself to a sense of informality. Australians are casual in the way they dress. Address people. Good day, mate, how's it going? And in their general approach, she'll be right mate, no worries. Dress code in many situations in Australia is smart casual. This is actually hard to achieve because it epitomises the informal culture. A suit is too smart and jeans are too casual. Trousers, long shorts and dark jeans with an iron crease in them coupled with a collared shirt and no tie probably best describes smart casual for a male. For a female it's more complex but it's similar. Slacks, a dress to the knee, a skirt to the knee, coupled with a blouse or a collared shirt, probably best describes smart casual. Attire for workplaces can differ a lot, so it's important to be mindful and observant. How Australians see time is also different to how migrants may see time. For Australia, time is like a commodity in the stock market, not to be wasted, but to be monitored and utilized strategically. For others, time may be like water, it runs freely and has its own flow. This can cause conflict when meetings are arranged. When an Australian specifies a time to meet for lunch or dinner, expect to start on the dot. If you are late, even by 10 minutes, it's rude and an apology in advance or a text or a call will smooth things over. Similarly, if a migrant organises to meet, take a book, some work to do or an iPad to fill in the time it takes for them to arrive. These observations about culture may not be applicable to everyone. Australian culture is influenced also by a large number of migrant groups and other cultures that are similar, such as cultural characteristics of respect for authority, which is a shared value throughout the whole of Asia. Subcultures also exist within a culture, and families can have different values to one another. Also, different cultures can be viewed in a number of ways too, traditional and modern north and south, for instance. By highlighting some of these differences and linking them back to the historical context, it is hoped that a better understanding will emerge and assist you in settling in and feeling happy in Australia.